Hey, everybody. Before we jump on to this week's episode, I just wanted to hop on and let you know that our guest this week goes into pretty specific detail about the loss of her infant baby girl in the NICU. Um, we're obviously so grateful that she was willing to share her story with us, but we also know that it can be painful um, to hear and that it's a sensitive and personal topic for many of our listeners. And so we just wanted to let you know so that you could make a decision about whether or not to listen. Um, feel free to skip this episode and we will look forward to catching you next week. But we will jump in now to Jennifer Pittman episode 16. to We Used to Be Cool, a podcast for moms. We hope you'll join us each week as we pause the craziness to remember that we're not alone and that being a mom is actually really cool. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to We Used to Be Cool. We are here tonight in a very cold studio. Um, So if you hear our teeth chattering or anything like that, don't be alarmed. Um, Hannah and I are joined tonight by our friend Jennifer Pittman, who we were just discussing. We haven't seen in at least 10 years, maybe more. 12. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. And we only knew each other for really a short time, yeah. And but we're still friends. Yeah. Um, and so she's here tonight to talk about, um, as usual, all things motherhood. And so we'll just start, Jen, if you just want to tell us um, who you are, where you live, your kids, all that stuff. Yeah. So I actually just moved back to Wilmington in September. I've been gone I guess since I graduated from college um, in 2013. Never thought I would end up <laughs> back here, but I feel like it's been enough time to where I'm like, oh, it's so fun to be mm-hmm. back. Um, so we live in Porter Snack. Um, my fiance and I, um, he has two elementary school kids, and I have Hollis, who is one and a half now, which is crazy. Um, so we love it. It's been, it's been really fun um, having the beach close by, and Hollis is obsessed with the beach and getting sandy and all the places. Um, so it's been really fun. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to be back. And your parents live in California, right? They do. They're actually building a house here. Oh, good. So they were just here last week. Um, to move or just to have a second to move. Oh, good. very Very far. Yes. Um, so yeah, they, um, They'll start building soon, and I think um, we'll be moved in like at the end of the year. So it's really exciting because I haven't been close. I mean, I lived with them for a brief period in California, but other than that, I mean, we've been apart since high school since me. So wow, yeah. that's awesome, and it's that's- exciting for Hollis because I've always I was really close with my grandparents, and so I'm glad that she'll have them like. Yes. And, I'll, and I'll have them. Oh my <laughs> right gosh. Down the road. Yes. Yeah. Hollis is such a cute name. I, I love that you. name. It's I do such too. a good People name. always ask me like where I got it. And, I have no idea. I just liked it. But then come to find out that my um, mom has a great uncle named Hollis. Oh, that's weird. So it's yeah. a family name. Um, so yeah, we can say it's a family name. <laughs> but I love it. That's but, yeah, so sweet. Like, yeah. Okay. So tell us, because you have a really, really traumatic birth story and in the weeks and months yeah. that follow that birth. So if you don't mind kind of backing up and telling us about that. Yeah. So I um, got unexpectedly pregnant with twins at the end of 2022. Um, didn't even know that twins ran in my family, but they do. Um, so unfortunately, my girl's dad decided not to be involved um, in our life. And so um, really from the beginning of my pregnancy, I was pretty much on my own. Um, obviously, I had the help of my parents, but 
alone um, parent-wise. So um, I had a really not complicated pregnancy in the beginning. I was very sick, but I was told it was just the multiples will do that to you. Um, I lost like 20 pounds in my first trimester. Oh my word. It was miserable. I mean, I've never experienced something oh, so awful. awful. Um, and at the time I remember thinking like, thank God that he gave me two <laughs> because he and God knew that I never never, this I'm, again. could never do this again. <laughs> um, but now obviously it was all worth it. Um, so yeah, uh, other than that, like didn't have any issues. All my scans were great. My anatomy scan 18 weeks was perfect. All, you know, 20 toes, 20 feet. All the things, 20 feet. <laughs> I did not have 20 feet. I had 20, 20 fingers and 20 toes is what I meant. Um, so, yeah, everything was great. Um, I decided to move back to North Carolina. One, because I knew my parents were eventually coming back. And two, I just, due to the circumstances, just needed to Because at that point you were living home. in Nashville? No. So, I had left Nashville and moved to California in oh, 2020. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I had ended a long-term relationship. And then gotcha. moved to California, okay. where, where my parents are. Um, it's 2020, stuff. and everything right. was wild. And so I just decided to move in with my parents at 30. Um, it was no great. shame in it that game. It was great. I mean, it was, I mean, they cooked my food and yeah. did my laundry, <laughs> and it was great. I don't blame you. Um, so, yeah. So I was out there for, like, a, a year and a half. Okay. Um, and okay. so then, just because of everything that happened um, with their dad, I just wanted to get out of there and get back home um, where I had tons of, you know, friends and family and support. So I moved back to Winston-Salem, which is where I'm from. Um, so I moved back in February of 2022. Um, I was, like I said, like 18 to 20 weeks pregnant at that time. Um, and, a, I mean, gosh, a couple weeks later, um, 26 weeks, um, there was a Saturday. And that day I had been feeling, like, pressure on my bladder. But with twins, like, it's there's right. just pressure everywhere all the time. And so I had thought that maybe one of them was just, like, on my bladder. And so I didn't really think much of it. And my mom actually is a pediatric nurse practitioner and was a NICU nurse oh. um, for like 20 years. Um, and so I, I mean, I went to her for everything. Right. And she was like, it's fine. It's probably just they're on their blad on your bladder. Went through the day um, and then like slowly at night, like it started to turn more painful. And I was like, mm, I just don't feel like something's right. So I like got in the bathtub. I was like just trying all the things to get comfortable. And by this point I was like basically screaming. Um and so this little TMI, but it essentially did like a little self-check and I was like, something is definitely not right. Um, what ended up, what I was seeing was um, Harper's water bag, like bulging. Oh my word. Yeah. So I was like, that's not good. Um, so I literally hopped in the car and went, drove, and drove, my, yourself. drove myself to the ER, not knowing I was actually like in active labor. Oh my gosh. So, I mean, it was like swerved into the ER, like threw them my keys. I was like 26 weeks, twins, like <laughs> gotta go. They wheeled me up. I got to the hospital at 1130 and my girls were born via emergency C-section at um, 109 and 112. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. And obviously my mom couldn't be there because she's in California. So my mom's freaking out on oh. the phone. Um, fortunately, and of course like they couldn't, they didn't decide to come at like one, at one in the afternoon. It was like, let's come at midnight when nobody's answering right. their phone. Um, so we called everyone we knew and no one was answering their phone. And finally she got, my mom got a hold of my aunt and she thankfully came and was with me the whole time. But, and I'm so glad, but honestly, I don't even know if I would know that anyone was there because it was just oh, I can't imagine. this insane whirlwind. So um, had an emergency C-section. Essentially they wanted to prevent so Harper had ended up being breech, and so they wanted to prevent her from breaking the water bag on her own, and then it wouldn't have been able to, to be controlled. So had emergency C-section, um, 
I don't have you, either of y'all had C-sections. Both yeah. of us okay. have. So you know, it's like they're like, okay, you're gonna feel numb, and then it was like, bam, and then it was like, here's a baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're like, it's so weird. Wait, I'm already <laughs> cut open. I yeah, mean, it was just wild. Um, so I didn't get to see Harper. Um, she wasn't breathing at all. So they immediately intubated her and whisked her off. Um, and then I only know that I saw Hollis because there was a picture of it <laughs> where they pulled down the drape and held her up. And that was it. Like I didn't get to hold them or see them or touch them or anything really. Um, she was okay. They didn't have to intubate her right away, but then they eventually intubated her and took them both um, to the NICU. So at this point I was 26 weeks and four days and they both weighed two pounds, 4.3 ounces down to the 10th exactly. of an ounce. Wow. Yeah. The nurses were like, we've never seen twins weigh the exact same amount. That's so crazy. Uh, and normally twins, like one's a little bit bigger, one's a little yeah. bit smaller, but no, they were identical. And to be, I say that big, but to be that big at 26 yeah. weeks was really great because it, it gave them a lot more. I mean, yeah. a lot of times you're going to be under two pounds mm-hmm. at that yeah. stage of your pregnancy. So anyways, um, went through recovery, all the things. And so I didn't get to see my girls until about 10 hours after they were born. Didn't touch them, didn't hold them, didn't see them. Um, So wheeled up to the NICU and obviously met them in their incubators. They had to be in separate rooms, which was unfortunate because they only had like two twin rooms in the NICU. Mm. They were all taken. Um, But they were right next door to each other, so it was okay. Um, And at this point, it's just like so surreal that you're like, Oh my God. Like, right, you're in I, shock. Like, I don't even know what's happening. I, I have these videos of me holding their fingers for the first time, and you just truly don't understand how small they are. Like, pictures don't even do it justice. I, I mean, you can, like, look and you can see, like, my hand is literally, like, almost the entirety of their body. Like, Aww. tiny, tiny, mm-hmm. tiny. Um, so, yeah. So, the first couple of weeks were all like the, and you know, because I know you've been through a little bit of the NICU experience, but, um, you know, all the big things in your first week, the head ultrasounds, the, you know, checking all the things to make sure that nothing's like super wrong at first. And so they both were, they both checked out pretty well. They had, both had PDAs, um, something to do with their heart. Um, their brain scans looked fine. Like no, nothing really concerning. Um, and so a couple weeks in, um, Hollis developed an infection in her lungs and essentially, um, it was MSSA pneumonia, and so um, she, but it was in her lungs. So she stayed sick for a very long time, and I mean, and I'll get to that, but it, it damaged her lungs for years to come. Mm-hmm. So she stayed sick over a very long time. Um, I mean, there were multiple multiple times in those couple of weeks where, I mean, I almost lost her. Um, Harper was kind of just chilling, doing her thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so during that time, um, like, I couldn't hold Hollis at all. She was on this thing called a jet ventilator, so it was, like, an additional step to her ventilator that basically like, pushed pressure into her lungs. Um, and so you just couldn't move her because you couldn't move all the parts. Right. So I just had to look at her super sick. You know, you can't touch her. You, Ugh, I mean, you can touch awful. her finger. But, um, and then, gosh, I guess about two weeks after she'd gotten sick, she was kind of on the upswing. I mean, it was very scary. And then she was kind of on the upswing. Um, then... Um, Harper got sick with the exact same infection, which is pretty wild. Because, like you said, they weren't even in the same room or and anything. I really can't even let myself think about no. how it happened. Um, mm-hmm. But it just goes to show, I mean, any sort of anything, even just s- the smallest bacteria right. that was carried over or any. I mean, mm-hmm. it just can't let yourself go there. No. Um, but, um, but Harper's was in her bloodstream. So whereas Hollis stayed sick for over a month, with this infection, it was on like a 28-day course of antibiotics. Um, uh, Harper got sick on Mother's Day of 2022. Well, the day after, really. I remember our, my last time really holding her when she was healthy was Mother's Day. 
um, they were doing a, it's called a kangaroo contest. So it's called kangaroo when you hold, you know, like your little baby on your mm-hmm. skin. And they were basically doing a contest in the NICU to like encourage the nurses to help facilitate like kangaroo care. And so like Harper and I, we were determined to win. <laughs> so I had just been holding Harper like lots Aww. and lots and lots so I could win the little stuffed kangaroo. Like, you know, um, <laughs> so I just remember like holding her a bunch and Mother's Day, you know, obviously not the Mother's Day I had, you know, in pictured. Right. Um, but that next day she kind of started to take a little bit of turn. Um, and then they started doing the blood cultures and found out that, you know, she was sick. So because it was in her bloodstream, um, she basically got really sick starting Tuesday of that week and she passed away Saturday. So, um, it was fast. Um, and so fast. I feel like I'm so sorry I know because she was the healthier of the two. And so it was like, she wasn't, you weren't even concerned necessarily about her progress and all those things. So I can't imagine. It really just goes to show like when babies are that small, it just, it's, you know, it's an instant kind of thing. Um, so she, I mean, she fought so hard over those couple of days. I mean, they had her on every medication possible. Um, they were doing everything. We had the, the greatest attending, um, that week, Dr. Goku, if she ever happens to listen to this. Um, <laughs> so she did everything possible. She consulted with any and every doctor she could to figure out what else we could do. Um, but essentially, um, Harper wasn't producing any urine. And so it was essentially, essentially that her organs were failing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, it's kind of interesting because I think I've heard this about maybe like elderly people that, that pass away. It's almost like the night before, like they had this like upswing. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some term for it, but, um, mm-hmm. so I, that Friday night, um, her blood pressure had started to come up and we were like, okay, like maybe she's, you know, turning a corner. She had her IV in her head at this point because all of her blood vessels were just shot from oh. everyone trying to stick to get IVs in. She had had a little surgery done essentially where they were trying to just get the liquid out of her stomach, anything, like mm-hmm. anything. Um, and so that Saturday, um, May 14th, um, I had spent the night, obviously that whole week in the hospital, which means, you know, I didn't sleep and it no. was just awful. Um, I have this picture of her and she's, I mean, she's so swollen, um, just because of all the liquids mm-hmm. using pumped and all the medicines. Um, and she tries to close her eyes, but she she would close them and open them again because it was just so painful for her to even mm-hmm. close her eyes. And I remember just looking at her in that moment Saturday morning and being like, "This, you know, this is it." Mm-hmm. And so um, the doctor sat down with us, and I essentially had to make the decision mm-hmm. to. Was to your mom with you at that mm-hmm. point? And my stepdad. Um, yeah, um, to make the decision to to take her off you know, like okay. life support essentially. Um, I mean the hardest thing you've ever, I've ever had to do mm-hmm. um, because it's like, while you're ending her suffering, your mind's yours. only yeah. beginning. Um, so I remember pacing the halls of the NICU that week, just being like, this isn't like, this isn't, my child's not going to die. Like why? this isn't happening mm-hmm. to me. Like why would this happen to me? Um, especially cause I had already been through just so much, during my pregnancy and all the circumstances around it, it was like, no way. I would text friends and they'd be like, this, no, this isn't going to happen. Like, you need something good to happen. Um, but I just, I knew. And, and even, so let's say she had, you know, pulled through. There was no telling the brain damage, mm. um, what her quality of life would have been. I mean, there's just no way of knowing. And so I just knew what I had to do. Um, so I had never held them together. They took her off her ventilator, and so a respiratory therapist, like, hand-pumped her oxygen. 
um, basically to keep her breathing. And um, my mom carried her into Hollis's room and they let me take Hollis out. Hollis was still pretty sick and on that jet ventilator. So mm-hmm. um, fortunately, they let me take her out. And so I was holding her. And then my mom brought in Harper, who was hooked up to the oxygen tank. And essentially, I just sat there and held both of them um, while the, I mean, the rest were every, you know, mm. pumping the oxygen. Oh, gosh. Um, and so, um, yeah, I essentially, I had to tell them when. Oh, that my gosh. Horrible. So, oh. yeah. Um, and how do you do that, right? I mean, right. Mm-hmm. never. It's never when. Like, I don't ever um, want to say it. I they act, I had a couple of friends in the room um, that had, long story, but our NICU nurses, um, our primary nurse, Mary Collins, I'm sure she'll listen to this. Um, she was our, our primary, and she was just like a godsend for us. Um, she was in the room, um, our other nurse, Hannah, and then our other nurse, Kathleen, um, who I actually grew up with and knew my whole life. Oh, so wow, they were in the wow. room with us and my mom and my stepdad. Um, and we just, you know, said our goodbyes. And um, I mean, so I actually had them take pictures, which is like, who wants to <laughs> see pictures of that? But it was the only time I ever got pictures of them together. Mm. And so... Um, when I basically, the doctor would come in and kind of like listen to her heart. And so I basically, you know, said when, and um, it was just me, my mom, and my stepdad in the room. And um, we said our goodbyes. Oh. And it was, um, yeah, awful. it was, yeah, yeah. It was just awful. Um, so eventually I, um, we had to put Hollis back because um, she couldn't be out of her bed for too long. Um, and so um, I had Hannah, our nurse that day, take, um, Harper and basically they, they bathe her and they get like do her footprints and handprints mm. and all those things and get her back in clothes um and I say clothes I mean right they, what <laughs> they can swallowed fit, her yeah. um wrapped her up in a blanket and then they brought her back to me in Hollis's room um handed her back to me and I just like sat there holding her um looked out the window a couple minutes later giant rainbow Oh, oh, giant, wow. giant. I don't even, I mean, I guess it had to have rained that day. I was a little <laughs> not paying attention, but um, I, I was like, I mean, just the most beautiful rainbow That's you've amazing. ever seen. And it was just like Harper being like, I'm okay. Uh-huh. Um, so that was just, and so now like rainbows are our thing. So Hollis has rainbow everything, like <laughs> blankets and shirts and stuffed animals <laughs> and pillows. And uh, anytime we see a rainbow outside, it's like, oh, there's Harper. My friends will send me pictures wherever they are. Like, oh, that's Harper's so with me at the beach or wherever. So, um, so that's like our thing. But um, I held her until she passed away around 3 p.m. And I held her until 9. Mm-hmm. Did not move from the chair. And, you know, you're thinking about it, and this sounds probably morbid, but, I mean, I'm holding a dead body. I mean, when you think about mm-hmm. it, but that's it's not what it was. You way. know, I mean, no. it's, you know, I go back and think about it. I'm like, how I just never thought you'd be in that position, right? But mm-hmm. I couldn't let her go um, because eventually, eventually the nurse had to come in and bring this, like, basically cooling pad that they had to, like, put her on. Um, and, I mean, it's just the most yeah. – but it – I knew the second I let her go, they were taking her to the morgue. Mm. So it's like, how do I let her go? Right. So my mom eventually basically had to, you know, not after 9 p.m., like pry her out of my hands and um, to go home. And I mean, it was just, mm. you know, horrible. So, um, bad. so we had a private visitation, just me and my mom and my stepdad a few days later, um, just to say our goodbyes. And she looked so, you know, great and peaceful and all of her weight had dropped off from all Mm -hmm. the you know fluids and everything and she just she looked perfect um and I left so I have this stuffed animal called 
I call it puffy. It's a puff lump from when I was literally born. It was my lifeline, my whole entire life. Like I still sucked with it. And I was, you know, like 31 years old. Um, and, um, but it was the only like true, I mean, it's like brown and it should be white, you know, but it was all, like the only true sentimental thing that I had. And so I put it in the casket with Harper. Um, and so, you know, Puffy and, Puffy and Harper um, so were together. Sweet. And so a couple of days later we had the funeral. Um, we didn't do a big thing. We just did a graveside. Mm-hmm. Um, but so many people came, um, uh, her doctors, um, just her nurses, like so many people, my friends. Um, so it was just great to have the support, mm-hmm. you know, so many people. Um, you know, it's funny because by that point, like, I couldn't cry. Like, I mean, just numb. Tears. So I gave this whole speech that I wrote, didn't cry, made it through. Um, and, you know, we, we kind of said hey in visitation afterwards and then went home. And then it was just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I still have Hollis. Right. right. I, like, She's- I still... Hollis is still very much fighting for her life. So, um, so yeah. So Hollis starts to get better very slowly. She ends up having to, so she, she, um, gets her, um, intubation tubes, her breathing tube taken out. I think it was like 57 days she was intubated. Mm -hmm. So she gets that taken out. Um, so 57 days, that's the first time I got to physically pick up Hollis on my own from her bed. Every other time she was placed in my arms. Um, it's just the little things that you don't think about that people take for granted that I didn't even pick up my child for almost two months. Um, so then she had to be transferred to Charlotte to have some surgery on her heart. Um, everything went great. And then it was just really the feeding and the, um, the breathing, the breathing support that we had to work on. Um, so we ended up going home after 115 days. Oh my gosh. And then um, and then, I mean, it doesn't end there. So she was still on oxygen. At and that so point, we right? came home on oxygen and she stayed on oxygen for about six months. Um, but because we came home in August, it was the beginning of like respiratory season. So I pretty much did not, I'm so, and I was a, I mean, I was a single mom. So my mom was able, my mom was with me for most of it um, in the hospital. And then she came home with us and could stay for about two or three more weeks. And then she had to go back, obviously mm-hmm. go back to work. Um, Cause she'd been with us for probably three months. Um, and so it was just me and Hotless, you know, this baby that's been critically ill on oxygen. And I'm just like, oh, my okay. gosh. Um, but we did not leave the house. We went to the grocery store, maybe. But I had her completely covered with the car seat cover because I had to take all of her oxygen and everything with us. Um, like, there was no air getting in there because um, I couldn't risk her getting sick. Mm-hmm. If she would have gotten some type of COVID, RSV, flu, I mean, she, right. it would have put her back in the hospital. It could have k- killed her. I mean, it was literally life and death. So I didn't see many people. Um, no, I would not. No one was allowed in my house. No. Um, so my family couldn't meet her. Like, I mean, it was, yeah, until really six months. Um, so that was very isolating. I'm sure. But at the same time, I mean, there's nothing I wouldn't do to keep her safe. Um, so all that being said, she is now 21 months old. And she's perfect. She's so I mean, cute. She's perfect. She is, um, I used to like almost feel bad saying this, but then I'm like, no, like I went through so much. Like I deserve to have the most perfect baby. <laughs> she has slept thir- 12, 13 hours since she came home, basically two months after she came home. So six months old, has slept through the night. Um, we, I mean, we've had delays on everything as we would with a preemie. Um, mm-hmm. Feeding was a huge thing. She had, had thickened liquids. She still has to have thickened liquids because she'll aspirate. Um, you know, she, we have PT. We've done that since, since we were in the hospital every single week um, since she came home. 
Um, so we, we had delays on sitting, crawling, walking. Mm. She's still today, we'll wear braces on her legs to kind of help with the stability and to keep her muscles where they need to be. Um, and so, and so we had issues with solid foods. We had issues with, you know, all the things right now we just started speech therapy because she doesn't, um, say a lot of words yet. Um, she's very talkative, but it's just not a lot of formed words. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's been lots of delays. Um, but it's just, um, she's alive and she's. She's well, so and she's amazing, and she's so smart. Um, tonight, um, my fiance was done feeding the dog, and so we put the dog bowl back in the dog cabinet. She picks up, I mean, I don't know when she ever sees us do this. She picked up the dog bowl off the ground and walks it over to the dog cabinet and opens the door Aww. and is like, and she's like, you're so smart. <laughs> um, so, I mean, she's amazing. I mean, I just, I, I feel like I've, I mean, I've been good at things in life, but I, I think being a mom, I'm, is just like what I was meant to do, That's which is so wild awesome. because I don't, I don't even knew know that I wanted kids before I got pregnant. Um, I was on like a career oriented path. I got my master's. Like, was mm-hmm. you know, if it happens, it happens. But um, I can't imagine right. being anything else. We feel that way too. Yeah, that's so amazing. <laughs> so, I'm so sorry. Happy I know it's a long that. story. But we want to hear it, and you're so so brave for telling it and for sharing it with us. I'm so thankful to hear it because it's just I can't imagine how hard it is to relive it. Um, but I'm really thankful that you shared yeah. it. I yeah. I think that one of my biggest takeaways it's like I used to get really upset when I would see people post like Ugh, like my baby didn't sleep like I haven't slept in a couple of days or like oh my uh-huh. baby did this and I would get so upset because my baby was still sleeping at the hospital every night when I slept at home and I was like you know I I would tell friends like just be grateful that your baby is sleeping beside you at night like yeah. just a little keeping things. you up is a gift really right. I mean it truly is and so I think that's like made me the best mom I can be because I not like this probably gonna sound crazy but like nothing about her makes me mad like I don't get irritated with her I don't get mad at her like I'm just I have this patience that I've never knew that I had um but I truly am just so thankful for her and I mean she really is amazing um and, and such a great baby but I I, I don't take a single thing for granted That's you know awesome. and so mm-hmm. I think it's just made me like I don't know just a very intentional mom in the way of um I, I mean, my whole, my whole life is her, maybe probably to a fault. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I feel like I try to take the good out of the situation. Um, so that's great. Yeah. I think that's great. I also was thinking about that in church yesterday in the, um, we were talking about like mental filters and how just seeing things differently, like two people can see a situation totally different. And it was mm-hmm. reminding, or I wrote down in my notes, like, changing so my thing is like this house is so messy it's stressing Mm -hmm. me out like this place is a wreck and it's like instead I should be like I'm so thankful that my house is messy because it means I have kids who are running around here tearing it apart like Mm -hmm. and so it's just like that's really like just always flipping that mindset and it's Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. just being grateful for the um for your kids yes Mm -hmm. that's so good I was just gonna say that the whole time I was in the NICU, which was very short compared to 115 days, um, I thought about you every single oh, day. Yeah. Like, I did. And I said it to Hannah. I said to Ethan. I was like, y'all, this isn't that big of a deal. Jen did this yeah. for 115 days. Like, <laughs> yes. I was, I had this crazy lens because of you, yeah. literally. Oh. And I think that's, 
I don't know why you went through what you went through and I don't want to know. Yeah. But I think that you were a help to me and Aww. probably to other people who've been in a situation and can say like, if Jen can do it and yeah. is that strong, then I can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank I just you. think yeah. you're awesome. Thank you. Um, so I don't want to shift gears, but I also do. Yeah. No, because lots of, um, lots you have, <laughs> yeah, you have very exciting news. You've already <laughs> called him your fiance. So yeah, that's sorry, spoiler ruined, ruined alert. <laughs> um, but I do want to know just like, because I, I saw you posted on Facebook yeah, like that you've known story. him for a yeah. long time. So I just kind of want to hear yeah, all met. of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, I got engaged um, a little over a week ago um, mm-hmm. to Brian. Um, I, so, yeah, I've known him my entire like my entire life. Um, oh, wow. His little sister was my first friend. We went to preschool together. Um, and our moms worked together. So we went to, like, the hospital, like, daycare center. Um, so our moms have known each other for almost 40 years. I mean, my mom met Brian when he was born as a baby um and so yeah I mean I grew up in their house he's a couple years older than me so we were always like the annoying you know little sister yeah um and by the time you know we were like a little bit older he was already in college and that kind of thing but um yeah I mean I spent so much time with them um they were basically my second family growing up and um then as Abby and I kind of just grew apart, uh, she they're from Pilot Mountain, so and I'm from Winston, so it's like 30 different. So we didn't go to the same school, 30 minutes different, sorry. We didn't go to the same school or anything, but so we didn't, we started to not see so much of each other, and then I went off to college. And, right. Um, but, um, so yeah, so I um, hadn't seen Brian in 20-some years when we saw each other for the first time at the beginning of last year. Um, so he had reached out to me when everything happened with Harper just to be like, and I, mean, mm-hmm. I don't even think we had talked since, like, 2007. Like, we, like, go back and look at our, like, Facebook wall, and we're like, oh, well. <laughs> um, but he was just like, hey, like, I just want to, you know, reach out, whatever. Um, it was, you know, super, super sweet. And I was like, oh, thank you. And his mom actually still works at the hospital. Um, and so um, she had come by a lot to see us. And um, cool. so she actually got to meet Harper, which is Aww. really special now. Uh-huh. Um but anyway, so yeah, and so um, he would just like react to like some of my pictures on Instagram, like, um, you know, just keeping up with the, you know, with with Hollis, um, but really nothing more than that. Um, and anyway, so he ended up um, going through a really tough divorce. Um, everyone moved to North Carolina, um, so we got to meet up, like I said, for the first time in twenty some years. Um, he had been talking a little bit and then met up, um, and yeah, I mean, it was just history (laughs) um so yeah he got a job he's a um nuclear power engineer and so now he works for GE and so he got a job um here in Wilmington and so um he moved this past summer and then I came a couple months later um but yeah I mean he is just the greatest um it's so interesting because it's like there were so many times in my life where it was like I mean I was fully accepting that it was just going to be me and Hollis Mm -hmm. like I was we had gone through so much crap with their dad um and um I just was like I'm good like it's mm-hmm. just me and Hollis and I'm good and um I, that was just gonna be it um but Brian I mean Brian, he changed everything and he is just the greatest dad ever um to Hollis um I mean Hollis will never know the difference, the difference. Yeah. um he is her dad and she says dada is her favorite word <laughs> So working on mama. Um, That's right. Um, but they, I mean, they're like two peas in a pod. Um, and it's just been, it's been amazing because I, I mean, I couldn't ask for a better father for her and a better person for me. I mean, I have obviously been through a lot. Um, I have really bad days sometimes. And 
Um, I still have a whole, well, we would need hours to dive into all this, but <laughs> I just have, I still have so much anxiety um, about Hollis. Um, she's still not in preschool because of, um, she's still vulnerable for the mm-hmm. lungs and everything. And so we stay home together, Hollis and I. Um, and then uh, we have, I mean, we'll play with some friends, but it's not a lot. It's mm-hmm. not a lot of socialization yet, just again, because I'm just very helicopter mom right now, but um, have a lot of, <laughs> a lot of issues to work through there. <laughs> um but um, but he's just so like understanding and gentle with me and and validates how I'm feeling, even though I'm like this is I'm being crazy and he's like, you know so um, I mean just the most supportive partner um, and so like good. I said he has two elementary school kids um, that um, love Hollis to death um, his daughter is like her little mama like um, she's ten and she's just obsessed with Hollis like they are just Hollis cries like you know when she has to leave and so. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, um, so it's been, I mean, it's just been the biggest blessing. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. So are they, how often are his kids with y'all? Um, One week on, one week off. Oh, okay. So 50-50. Wow. Um, and their mom lives just right down the road from us. So oh, that's nice. it's an easy yeah. back and forth for the kids. Um, wow. But, yeah. How's that role, mm-hmm. stepmom? Um, <laughs> I think it's infinitely harder than being a mom. Wow. Um, I, and it's not anything to do with the kids. I love, I love them. They're amazing kids. Um, it's just being a step parent is so hard because you walk this very fine line of being their mom versus being their step parent, or you know, being their step parent versus being their mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not their mom. I don't try to be. Um, I don't want. And as a mom myself, I couldn't imagine if someone is trying to like encroach on yeah. my territory, essentially. So it is just this very delicate line. But um, as parents do we parent differently than their mom does and so and that's okay um but it's just it's hard because we have a different set of rules in our home than they do there and Mm. um we're trying to be the best parents we can be and I know she's trying to be the best mom that she can be um but we're in two different households two different things you know and so um it's it's definitely been really tough um I think that um I just try to parent them the same way I do Hollis. I mean, I love them as I do Hollis. Um, and it's just, you know, I, there's no like handbook. <laughs> right. Or I wish there was. Um, but I just try my best. I try to, to um, give them the best life possible that we can when they're mm-hmm. with us. Um, but also provide discipline and all those kind of things. But again, it's like, you know, they're almost eight and 10 years old. So I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't a part of mm-hmm. raising them essentially. And so there's just, I have to be okay with, I'll say okay, that sounds bad. I just, um, I have to kind of be okay with where we're at now in the sense of I have to be, I have to like be in tune with their parents' parenting. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really my call, but at the same time, they do live, you know, part-time in my house, our right. house. Um, so it's been, it's, it's hard. Um, we have, I mean, I think we have, good days and bad days. Um, I think the kids are still very much adjusting to this new life, you know, post-divorce, moving to a new, um, they were in Mississippi, so they've moved. Oh, wow. But we're all much closer to family now, and they have two cousins that live still in Pilot, um, and they're obsessed with, and they have a cousin in Raleigh, and so, um, so they have, you know, they have family nearby, and so that's fun for them, because being in Mississippi, they never got to see anyone. Right. Um, but it's still, you know, new school, you know, not yeah. living in the same house as your parents. It's really hard. And, you know, I'm not a child psychologist. So there's some nights when it's just really hard for Brian. And I know it's really hard for Brian because, you know, kids that young don't don't understand mm-hmm. adult life and why things have happened the way they are. And you just have to try to explain it. Um, 
in a way that maybe they'll understand, but right. um, not in a mean way because you're not saying anything bad about either parent. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'm just kind of in the middle, like trying to mediate. Um, so it's tough. I um, It's been a tough with their mom and I do understand where she comes from because I can't imagine if I only had Hollis half the time. Mm. I don't know. I mean, it's just, I can't yeah. even think about it. So I do have sympathy there. Um, and I can imagine if someone else was parenting my child half the time. I mean, mm-hmm. to be honest. So um, I do have a lot of sympathy and empathy there. Um, and I've tried tried my very hardest um, to be open and to be welcoming. Um, we all spent Christmas together in our house, um, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, because um, it was important to all of us that the kids you know, they were so mm-hmm. worried about, well, how are we going to do Christmas with mommy and then mm-hmm. do Christmas with daddy? And we're like, we'll just do it all together. That's great. Um, so um, I think that that was good for the kids. Um, so I think we're trying. I think it's just, it'll take yeah, time. Um, sure. But I think we're just doing our best. But I think that being a step parent is, is so hard. Mm. Um, and I never, I never could have imagined um, how hard it was until... I'm in these shoes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's just part of life that For sure. we will we'll get through. <laughs> <laughs> you will. Yes, and I'm sure know, they love you so much. Great. It's so good to try so hard too to like see yeah. things in, from her point of view. I have yeah. so many clients really who do, are yeah. um, step parents and I just, uh, I don't understand it, but I hear so much about it and it's so good. Like my clients who really do sympathize with the other with the biological right. mom right. or whatever you would say um are just in such a better position and happier people yeah. because of they're not trying to make it a thing yeah and yeah they're, it's yeah. definitely not a competition and you know it's hard because I'm obviously always going to be on Brian's side yeah but I also do really try to like mediate mm-hmm. that in uh-huh. between like okay like, don't send See that both don't sides. send that text yeah or like okay like mm-hmm. um yeah, because only you under, I mean, you're a mom. He's not a mom. Right. And she's and a I mom. And I think he does struggle with that, too. So, I mean, if there's ever any divorced dads out there listening, it's like, <laughs> I can't imagine how hard that spot is, right? Because we all know, because we are moms, and we also are daughters mm-hmm. of moms. Like, you just want your mom yes. in so many situations. I mean, I'm 33, mm-hmm. and I right. still want my totally. mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's really hard for Brian sometimes, because... He's not their mom. Right. And it's nothing against him, but it's so hard because, you know, they're wanting their mom and he's kind of feeling like. Yeah. You know. Right. So, um, so no, it just, it's, it's a lot, but we're just, we navigate it the best we can. Um, yeah. and I think that's, that's all you can do. But I mean, he's such a great dad and a great pro- provider for them and make sure that they, you know, have everything that they could ever want and need. Um, that's great. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, you have a very good perspective, I think. A very good outlook. <laughs> I try. Really? I mean, really, everything I've been through has, re- I mean, it, it 110% changed me mm-hmm. as a person. I don't think, yeah, I, I had I to I mean, there's have. no way I'm the same person I was before. Yeah. Um, I just, I have so much empathy. I have so much patience. I really, um, I'm not going to lie. In my past, I was, I was probably a little bit mean to people. Like, I just had no perspective on life, I think. Um. And now, I mean, I just try so hard to see everyone's point of view, mm. um, to, you know, appreciate the little things in life, um, not take things for granted, um, really try to be nice to people and know that everyone is fighting some type yeah. of battle that you right. don't know about. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think if there's some some good things that came out of what I've gone through. It's 
it's definitely kind of helped me yeah become a better person that's awesome yeah you are just a glass half full <laughs> person I can tell um okay. I didn't used to be <laughs> um one other thing you mentioned to me earlier when we were talking was um you, you were talking about how you're having to kind of help Brian parent his children yeah. and so how on the opposite end of that how have has he helped you parent Hollis and has that been like tricky because you've been a single mom and yeah. now you're not yeah. um so kind of help you yeah it definitely that. has um I mean he's an awesome dad and is so helpful and at first like I, I was used to doing every single thing on my own I mean mm -hmm. there was no one to help me bathe her or feed her while I took a shower I mean it was mm -hmm. just me right I have all these pictures of her and my dog sitting outside my shower <laughs> like so I could shower really quick um and I would like open the door you know y'all good um, <laughs> thankfully she couldn't really move then um but no um so I, I was just so used to doing everything my way and um then you introduce a new parent and there's two sides to it right because there's this immediate thought that she's my child um and I am going to do it my way mm -hmm. essentially um also on the other side of that I have I, I still have these thoughts Brian and I just had this conversation the other day um where I say she's my child and I still will feel bad asking him to mm. can you go give her a bath or could you feed her um I still like find myself asking him and being like oh thank you so much for folding her laundry right and he's like shut up <laughs> but I'm like it is just still so hard for me in both ways like mm -hmm. uh, I think the way of him of me being the only parent him trying to parent her that's not so much an issue really anymore because we we're just in sync now and we parent the same way we do his kids like mm -hmm. we're on the same wavelength there um but, I mean, I probably baby her a little bit more. But <laughs> She's still a baby. That's okay. Um, yeah. Um, but, I mean, like, we really just had this conversation the other day. I was like, I still feel bad, like, asking him to do things for her. But, I mean, at th I mean, but at this point, she's our child. You and know? he so, sees her as his child. Right. And so it's no different. Um, but I, I have this thought sometimes, like, if we were to have another baby, and then it's, and this sounds, I don't, I don't want it to sound terrible, but I'm like, it's our biological baby whatever you want to say um I'm like how I wonder how that's going to differ uh -huh. just in my mind mm -hmm. I don't know it's 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 just interesting but um and it's not even I mean he obviously does nothing wrong and he is so helpful um I just I for so long wasn't used to having help um mm -hmm. and I just I have to get over this thought of like you know he's just I'm inconveniencing right he doesn't yeah care of our child um so that's been really a really interesting um thing I mean I like we talked about earlier I think most people go from having two parents to you being know being single. divorced or mm -hmm. being single or whatever and then you're on the opposite end of that where like oh my god I always had help and now I yeah. have none um so I know it's like a weird dynamic you know the uh -huh. opposite is a weird a weird perspective but um it's definitely it's definitely been a journey um but I think now that she's a little bit older and we're all in our routine and we've mm -hmm. lived together now for a while. Like, um, you know, it's definitely not really that much of an issue anymore, but I do really have to work on like not yeah. feeling bad that he's helping me. I get that. And I think that's even like in, in like Ethan and I, I would say like, 
one example is just like I've been with them all day. I've seen this like meme or something. Where yes. It's like yeah. I've been with them all day and probably snapped like a hundred times. He walks in and snaps, and I'm like, "Hey, don't talk to my kid like that." Exactly. <laughs> you know, I was like, "That's my kid." Exactly. Um, it's our kid, but you know, so I think even it's natural for a mom to feel that I way, yeah. no matter what. Like you know, that's. I don't know. Even the the thing about like, he's helping me. I do that too. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for giving her a bath. Even though like, that's your kid too. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? But I think that's just a mom thing. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's just a mom (laughs) thing too. So, um, so I'll just to say all that to say, I think if you do have a baby together, it may not change. I mean, I still feel that way. Um, do you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I say thank you to Judson all the time. <laughs> Which no, is so funny because then you like, see all those other. memes that are like, or whatever things on Instagram. Are yeah. like, why are wives or why are moms thinking the dads were like Baby doing city. their job? Yeah. <laughs> like, we just can't help it. Like yeah. we're just control freaks. Yes. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> right. Like Hollis will eat trios in the morning out of the little snack cup and she'll like whole handful and so they all go everywhere and she gets like maybe two in her mouth and so then the dogs get them and he'll be like hollis like don't spill your cheerios everywhere and i'm like <laughs> the dog's fine. got them she's just <laughs> dog here it's fine <laughs> oh my gosh okay i love that okay last question i want to ask you and then we'll yeah. get to some fun ones yeah. i was just thinking that some moms um who are listening have not been through um most moms have not been through what you've been through, I should say, um, specifically just that many days in the NICU, but also losing a child. And so I just wonder, like, as listeners um, who haven't been through that, what are some ways that we can encourage our friends who may be in that boat? Or like, what's yeah. something someone did for you while you were in that situation that really meant a lot? Yeah. So I think what is, and I've had people ask me this a lot, um, but when I, when the girls were in the NICU, I mean, I was there from sunup to sundown. I did not, I was fortunate enough that I was able to quit working so I could be there. Um, and uh, I did not leave the hospital. I mean, I, I, you couldn't, I mean, I would leave to go like down to the subway downstairs and come back. Like, right. um, I wouldn't leave. Um, and so, you know, I'd have so many friends be like, oh, like, can I take you to lunch? Or, oh, can I do this or that? And I would feel so bad. But I'm like, I don't no. want to leave. Like, I can't leave. Um, and so I think that, and maybe other people, I mean, I've had other friends that have had babies in the NICU, and they went on, like, vacation. Like, not a vacation, but they went to, like, a wedding um, while their baby is still in the NICU. Or, like, they went on on date night or whatever, and I would just be like, I'm, and two, I mean, this was obviously after I had lost Harper, so I think mm. it was definitely different for me. Um, but I I mean, there was nothing else on my mind. I There was nothing else I could take pleasure in. Right. Um, I mean, I'd go home, feed my dogs, maybe feed myself and go to bed and mm-hmm. do the same thing over again for four mm-hmm. months. And so um, I think that on both ends of that, I mean, yes, people will say like, try to get them to get out of the NICU and whatever. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing and maybe some people do need that. But I also think that um, understanding that if that's where that parent is, like to just understand that, you know, that's where they need to be is with their child at all times. And I would feel so bad so many times, like turning people down because mm-hmm. I know they were just trying to help, but I was like, I cannot, mm-hmm. cannot leave my child. Um, but I will say things, you know, we, uh, my church group like would send me gas cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I like I wrote down some ideas, but, um, I said it was hard to accept help, which it really was. Um, 
but I put like a gift card for like food that's in the hospital or mm-hmm. like walkable. So mm-hmm. like I don't have to go get my car out of the parking deck and pay right. and get out and come back and go. Uh-huh. Um, because Brenner's, I mean, Baptist and Winston is is a pretty big hospital, and so it wasn't like a a quick jaunt to your car to right. leave. Um, and so we had a subway there. We had a Chick Fil A, like. Mm-hmm. you know the normal thing so like gift cards there were great because that's literally <laughs> where I yeah. ate for four months um, or anything that was walkable like there's a little Greek restaurant that you could walk to across uh-huh. the street and I someone gave me a gift certificate for there um, so just things like that were really helpful because it was like hey I see you um, I care yeah and I know this is what's going to be most helpful for you now um, I do and I didn't have any of this because I didn't accept anyone's help. But I do think now, like when people ask me what you could do for moms in the NICU or parents in the NICU, um, I always tell them like offer to do things for their home. Like Mm -hmm. it's not really so much about what you can do for them. And granted, I didn't have other children. I can't imagine being in that situation, but having kids at homes. Mm. So I can't speak to that. But um, with me not having any other kids at home, it's like someone to come mow my yard. Or, like, someone yeah. to just get groceries, a couple groceries and brick for breakfast or whatever and put mm-hmm. them in my fridge. Or um, go take my, my dogs. I felt so bad about my dogs. But they were up all day long, every day for four months because I was like, sorry, your dogs now. Like, they were my <laughs> my children before yeah. I had children. I think everyone says this yes. about their dogs. And I would be like, oh, my God, I have to go home because my dog's been up for two hours, you know? And, like, <laughs> now I'm like, they've been there for, like, 12 hours. Granted, they were okay. Don't worry. But... I was like, they're fine. Um, but like some, but I worried about them so much. Like um, someone to just come in the middle of the day yes. and just let your dogs out. That's a good um, example. Just, yeah. just things around the house like that you just don't want to come home and do. Mm-hmm. Like the last thing I wanted to do was leave the NICU early because I needed to go to the grocery store. Right. Like, um, and so I, but I do think that um, offering you know, to come meet them at the hospital. Like, mm-hmm. hey, can I come meet you? I mean, there was a Starbucks there. Like, can I come meet you there and have coffee with you? Or there was like a rooftop playground outside thing. Yeah. And it was like, um, hey, like, can we just go up in the sun and have coffee uh-huh. and just get out of the room for a minute? So um, that was great if people would offer to come mm-hmm. to me or even just bring me food to the hospital so I don't have yeah. to eat anything that was there. Um, I think just accommodating what you feel like that person needs. And if that's not trying to get them out of the hospital, I don't, like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't push it. If that yeah. Makes sense. That's good. Um, I think that, and I know you asked me like tips for when we come home. Um, it's hard for me because I wasn't allowing anyone right. in my house. Definitely. I wasn't seeing anyone. Um, so there's not really much that people could do. Um, but respect those boundaries. I yeah. Think. I did have people send me like DoorDash gift cards, um, that kind of thing. But yes, that is a big one. I mean, with a lot of NICU babies, um, you know, their parents protect them for a certain amount of time when you get home. I'm sure mm-hmm. you were this way with Sunny, but it's like, um, you know, like my baby is, is really vulnerable and I know you want to meet her and I'm dying for you to meet her, but yeah. you're going to have to wait a few months. So I think um, it's just being so respectful of NICU parents when they come home and how, you know, just vulnerable their baby is at that moment and how they're just not ready for visitors. And yeah. um, even if you're family, like, mm-hmm. Sorry. Right. <laughs> um, so I think being respectful there. Um, but again, like DoorDash gift cards or um, like an Instacart gift card to get groceries so that mm-hmm. I didn't have to physically take Hollis out, which was terrifying for me at the time. Um, and then the last thing that you and I talked about is, um, you know, if you happen to ever be in a situation where you have someone you know that has experienced the death of a child, I think um, that has been one for me. People ask me about a lot. Um, and... My biggest thing is, um, and I'm like, I literally wrote things down. 
my biggest thing I would say is check in. And I say this, and this is true, I'm sure, for anyone that has lost anyone. Um, for a couple of months when it happens, I mean, you're bombarded. I mean, I literally would have to tell people, like, I'd, like, post on my Instagram, like, thank you, everyone, for reaching. I just, I cannot get mm-hmm. back to you. I don't know if I will. Right. Um, my DM, like, everything was just flooded. People were sure. so supportive, which was amazing. But I was like, I, I physically can't answer mm-hmm. you. I can't tell the story one more time. Like, mm-hmm. I just can't. Um, and that happens for a while, and then it just stops. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, everyone else's life moves on. Mm-hmm. Um, but mine did it and never I mean yes my life moves on but my life will never be the same right um ever for the rest of my life um and so you know Harper died on the 14th so every 14th of every month that is a hard day for me because it is just one more month Mm -hmm. um that comes um you know that I'm reminded of of that anniversary um and I'm not you know I'm not blaming anyone I'm not blaming any of my friends because it's just not something right you really think about but um I mean I I'm over a year in now, and it's like, um, you know, nobody really asked me about it. And not, mm-hmm. I don't know, it just sounds, don't want to sound like I'm complaining, but it's like, I still have really hard days. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think for anyone in this situation, it's like, just continue to check in mm-hmm. on your friends. Like, mm-hmm. even if it's not to be like, how are you doing? Right. Just to like, hey, I'm thinking about you. Uh-huh. Like, hope you're okay. You know, hope you're doing well. Or yeah. it doesn't even have to be about mm-hmm you know, what's happened. Um, but I just, you know, I've posted about it before on Instagram, just being like, just this awareness. And I've had a couple of friends that like, like have lost their mom or, or something like that unexpectedly. And it's the same consensus that people are so loving and caring and supportive and that just stops. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, for us, our life will never be the same. Right. And so I think that's one of my biggest things. I think also um, the, the words, I'm sorry. Um, I know that just people don't know what to say. I've heard mm-hmm. this from a lot of people that have also experienced loss. Um, and that's just what you think to say. I'm so sorry. Like mm-hmm. thoughts and prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't, like nobody wants to hear that you're sorry. We know you're like, We know you're sorry. I know it's so hard to know what to say. Um, but I just feel like I'm sorry is not it. Um, I mean, people will still today will be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I've probably said it on this episode. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. okay oh. <laughs> I'm saying no in general, <laughs> like. Um, no, I know. Because also it's like, what do you say? It's okay. Like, we're all right. so sorry. And like, they're really, because I'm like. Cause there's not, no response. Yes. yes. So, so, I don't know. Thank I just, you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I just. I don't know. I don't know what you should say, but I just yeah. don't mm-hmm. think it should be. Yeah. I'm sorry. I get, no, no, no. Yes. I get that. And it's, um, one thing I was going to say about that too, is someone told me like, and maybe you can say agree or disagree. Yeah. Like I would rather, like people, like you want to talk about Harper. That's literally my next thought. Okay. Remember and so like people think like, I don't want to bring it up. She might, but you're already thinking about her. Like it's already on my, you're not bringing it up I, and be like, oh my gosh, I haven't thought about, her. you know, it's not like you're going to catch me off guard. I saw something the other day on Instagram that was like, bringing up their like them it's not hurtful it's like keeping their memory mm. alive and so I have a friend Hannah that was one of our nurses and I remember um we went to her little girl's first birthday party last a couple years ago um a year and a half ago and um she introduced me to her parents so this is Hollis and Harper's mom and she ended up sending me a text over and she was like I'm so sorry she's like I hope that was okay to say she was like I just like to remember her and I was like no, I was like, that I was, love that. I yeah. love it. Um, because on the opposite of that, the worst thing, I mean, this happens to me all the time, whether it's people I meet or like strangers at the grocery store, like, oh, is that your only child? Uh, um, I mean, I've kind of gotten used to it now, but for the longest time, um, I'd 
it would make me so upset because I was like, well, she's not my only child. My other child died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, a stranger at the grocery store. Is that what you and say? so, um, it was, and then, and then I would feel a disservice and I'm like, Oh yeah. Like this is my only child. This is, you know, right. then I feel a disservice to Harper. Um, mm-hmm. And then, but like, I can't, I can't go into my story with this stranger. So, um, you know, it's, it's weird, but with your, with your friends and your family, like it is not taboo. It is not hurting me to talk about her. What hurts more is to feel like she's forgotten, Mm. to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I love, I mean, you know, when people bring her up or ask about her or, or whatever it may be, um, I love talking about her. Um, you know, I did that news interview Mm -hmm. a while back for March of Dimes, um, and got to talk about her and people were like, Oh, like, I don't know how you did it. And I'm like, I want, like, it's hard, but I want to share our story. I want to talk about her. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's really hard for me because as the more time goes on, it's like the more time it's been since she was here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I know that like her, yes, her earthly body has Mm-hmm. left but I know she, I mean I know she's everywhere I used to have this when before I moved to Wilmington I had these I just felt horrible when I was leaving her like I was leaving her where her her physical grave is and I, I couldn't go see her um and for the longest time I felt so bad because I never went to see her because I just couldn't do it mm. um and so I was like I would tell Brian all the time I was like I don't know that I can like leave her um but yes that is her resting place but it's not where she is right, right. I mean, she is in Hollis yeah every day um and so I just think the best thing you can do in a situation like that doesn't have to be a baby it could be a grandmother or Mm -hmm. a mom or you know like whatever I'm any age I just think that remembering is so much better than pretending like it it never happened or yeah or whatever that reminds me of um Levi and Jenny Lusco who they're he's an author and a pastor and their daughter died when she was five. And they always mm-hmm. say, I listen to their podcast and I've read their books and everything. And they always say, we have five kids yeah. and they list them and they say, Lenya, who is in heaven because she's in heaven yeah. and that's where they're going one day. And they mm-hmm. never don't mention her and they always talk about her. Yeah. And she is their child and she always will be just like I love that. Yours. I have a friend, Allison, that lost, it had a um, stillborn and she now has a, a new baby. Uh, but in their Christmas card this year, it said, and it, mentioned, it said all of them. Mm-hmm. And then I like immediately felt bad because my card only said Hollis. But I just, it's just, I don't no, know. I don't think how, no, yeah. I just don't know how to like navigate it. Like right. I, I hate that you even have to figure it out. I No, I mean, that, <laughs> that really is it. Um, so I don't know. I think it's just moral of the story is mm-hmm. that, you know, anyone in that situation wants people to remember yeah. and not to just mm-hmm. be nervous a, to right, talk about it. Right. It's not a taboo thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's good. All good advice. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Thank you. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, and I'm never going to say I'm firing it. <laughs> um, My hands are freezing. <laughs> I know it's so cold. Okay, Hannah, do you want to ask her a few fun questions and uh, then we sure, can sure. wrap it up? <laughs> so we can go Sorry, warm I know up. it's been a lot. Okay. No, it's been great. Um, I have two random questions <laughs> okay. that I thought of today. Oh and literally, I've never asked anyone this. What, what was your last concert that you went to? Oh, God. Even if it was a million years ago. Last concert. Now I've got to think about mine. I know. I don't even remember. Okay, it's been a long time. What <laughs> is? <laughs> well, I mean, Skip. I saw I saw Garth Brooks in like 2015. But well, I'm sure I lived in Nashville. Sure, you had to I'm have pretty seen. sure I saw Eric Church after that. 
I'm probably like forgetting that I saw like some totally great guns. <laughs> okay, you know? I have two more then. Okay. Um, <laughs> cut. <laughs> okay. Um, what's your favorite movie of all time? Top Gun. Oh, oh wow! The, and then Dirty Dancing, and then Remember the Titans. Okay, okay, well, I love Remember the Titans. You knew exactly. You're cooking my grits. Go. <laughs> <laughs> what is Hollis's favorite thing right now? Like, oh my gosh, to watch or play? Well, we love Bluey. Oh, but we honestly don't do that much screen time. Um, just because she's like, Neh. yeah, she doesn't care about it. Um, she got a kitchen for Christmas from Santa. I said it, Hank. Oh my god, she's obsessed. They're so close to the same age. Yeah, so, yeah, he's eighteen months. She loves to make butter smoothies. Um, <laughs> I mean, because of course, like Santa, um, got her all the accessories. Even though she's one and a half, and there's like a million small pieces, whatever. So she has a blender, a toaster, a mixer, That's a coffee so maker, all the food, everything. So um, she loves it. She spends like hours over there, and it's so fun to like see like the developmental mm-hmm. play uh-huh. um and now she has like a blender like mommy and a mixer like that's mommy. what i was gonna say like yeah. the stuff that's they've seen cute. you do that you don't even realize right. that they're watching and I, we got her or my parents got her one of those like learning towers where she can stand up at the counter now oh yeah, um, yeah. and so she loves like bring her food over there and it's sweet that's very cute i had to put mine away fletcher started climbing he was <laughs> oh no she's on the brink of that and we're like put your foot down yeah <laughs> he like got up there one day he's like got to the knife block i'm like this thing's gotta go yeah. <laughs> the other we're day there. the other day moses climbed up ethan and murphy were outside i was gone sonny was oh, asleep oh gosh moses climbed up on the counter got a snack climbed back down i was on the couch eating it oh all, i mean that is like, dangerous well, nobody else will help me. really bad i'm like y'all left him first of all you left him in the house alone second of all like that's oh my, my child that's like we were so talking about. Can, like, we have like you know child locks on all the cabinets mm-hmm. but um, where she didn't used to be tall enough for the drawers, she cannot reach. Oh, God. She loves the drawer with the lighter and the scissors. Of course, she's like mm. <laughs> scissors, great. And she'll be like walking around with a knife, and we're like, oh my god, <laughs> we're like where'd you get that? Because she'll pull the silverware drawer out and just. Sneak it. So cute. Oh my god. They're crazy. They um, that was so fun. Yeah. Thank you so, so much for telling your Thanks whole story. I loved me. it. And I'm so excited about you and Brian. Thank you. And um listeners, her ring is massive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but good job, Brian. She deserves it. <laughs> yes, she does. Um, all right. So thank you so much for being thank here. You. And listeners, we will talk to you next week. Thank you.